Hello, this is Michael James King coming to you from beautiful Round Town, USA, where we believe that holy cows still make the best hamburgers. This is yet another edition of God's Love Club, the podcast that talks about God's divine love and what it means for you today. We, as always, are giving a shout out to spirit-led Christians everywhere and greeting you with a holy kiss. We confess Jesus Christ is our personal Lord and Savior, thanking him for a sacrifice he made for us on Calvary, and we look forward to his soon appearing in the clouds. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the people listening. We thank you for being yourself because you never change. You love us continually and without fail. And we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Today, my co-host with the spirit-led most is the lovely Christy Smith, the darling of Round Town, USA. Christy is happy and well-adjusted in beautiful downtown Roundtown, where she believes without limits, prays for her family and friends unceasingly, and treats everyone with loving kindness. The title of this podcast today is, What If They Don't Follow God? Hi, Christy. How are you? I'm doing really well today. It's a beautiful day here. How are you? Yes, it's always a beautiful day in round town where the cats always obey and the dogs are always happy. And the cows outnumber the people, so that's why we speak so respectfully about the cows, because we don't want them to revolt. We want them on our side. That's right. (laughs) We actually did have a listener write in and ask us about spiritual connections. Now, spiritual connections is when God divinely joins you with another member of the body of Christ. It could be male, female could be young and old. It could be near or far. But this person was asking, well, what if you're spiritually connected to somebody and they don't want to continue that spiritual connection? What do you do? And we wanted to address that because it's very relevant to Mm -hmm. how God works in our lives. And because it's something that has happened to both me and Michael in times past. Exactly. And I made a comment the other day at how important it is to take spiritual connections seriously. Because beyond the good feelings that you get from being connected to another member of the body of Christ, God normally has a very, very important reason that he's connecting you. And beyond what you receive or what you give to another person, It's the whole effect of that spiritual connection on your lives and the lives of those around you. Spiritual connections are the very reason for creation. This is what he was trying to demonstrate in the Garden of Eden to Adam when he named all the animals and he noted that they all had mates suitable for themselves after their kind, but Adam had no mate suitable for himself after his kind. And he created mankind to be joined to him. And he demonstrates that in every way conceivable here on earth, because everything that procreates, that brings forth life, joins. And man and women, they join in a very, very amazing way. They join physically, solically, and spiritually. They become one person in God after God puts them together. But the thing that people don't understand is that it was God that was going to join us. It was God that was going to unite us. God created Eve and brought her to Adam. 
And then Adam looked upon her and said, This is bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. God was instrumental in bringing the mate to Adam that he really needed. What we have now in our society is a very haphazard way of choosing our divine mates. We choose them for all different kinds of reasons. You know, sometimes it's just that we want to make love and we want to do it properly and with the blessing of the church and our family and society. And so we go and we get married to somebody. It doesn't necessarily mean that God joined us together. It's just that we wanted to have a mate. The human race has to go on, Mm -hmm. but it's not the higher way. Sometimes we marry for prestige. Sometimes we marry because we have to, we think, because somebody's gotten pregnant. There's all different kinds of ways that we choose our mates, but we don't allow God normally to have an incredibly important say in that process. And we tend to really undervalue when God joins us with someone else. There's a distinct difference, and people that have experienced spiritual connections know the difference. When you meet someone and you connect with someone by God's Spirit, there's a difference in the depth of the relationship. We were talking to a friend of ours recently, and he was explaining a spiritual connection he has with a woman that he said is not romantic, it's not intimate, but he said there's a deep connection like they've known each other for a long time from the first time they made eye contact and it was mutual right. it's something they both recognized and they have so much in common and they are so in sync with each other that he said for lack of another term for it he calls her his unlikely twin because what do you call it <laughs> that's the problem with spiritual connections is they tend to fall outside of the boxes of what is socially acceptable and we don't know what to call it Sometimes you fall in love with a spiritual connection and you are divine mates. And so you can call them a partner or a spouse or a husband or a wife. But sometimes they don't fall in that parameters and you wonder what it is. But when you have experienced a spiritual connection, you know it. Both of you involved know it. And because it is a divine thing, there is a special anointing on it for God's purposes. We tend to undervalue it and we tend to think, well, this is great as long as it blesses me and it blesses the other person. But if it doesn't serve my purposes anymore, or it causes too much conflict with the people around me, I'll just let it go as if it's our choice. We have free will. God is very emphatic that human beings have free will. In fact, Jesus stands outside the door and knocks because he is not going to barge in and say, you must be saved. He stands at the door and knocks and allows you to open up to him. The same is true with everything that he gives us. If he gives us an anointing to be a wonderful speaker or a writer or a musician or an artist or a mother or a father, if we don't accept that anointing and walk in it, it's our choice. The same is true with spiritual connections. Because God has connected us does not necessarily mean that everybody involved in the connection is going to walk in it. And so many people undervalue what God has done in any area of their life, and they feel like, oh, it's no big deal. Because it's my choice, I can walk away. Well, you can walk away. That's absolutely true. You can walk away from God at any time. He's given you that choice. But your choices affect so much more than you. Not only does it affect the people that you're connected to, if you walk away from a spiritual connection, you're walking away from something that God wanted to get done, an anointing and a calling that he's given you. And when we decide to walk away from that, things change. And it affects what God is wanting to do, and he has to rearrange and make another plan. We tend to really undervalue it, and it's more than us and the people that we're connected to. It's what God wants to do 
through those connections. He doesn't connect to people haphazardly. He has a reason for it. And the initial reason is his will and what he wants to do. The secondary reason is how it blesses us. So we need to make sure that in everything in our lives that God blesses us with, especially in spiritual connections, we understand this is a gift from God and is to be taken very seriously and handled with tremendous care. Exactly. And it's a revelation. It's not a teaching. Right. You know, when I talk to you about my personal experiences with spiritual connections, God has to reveal the truth of it to you. My aim is not to set up a systematic teaching on what is and is not a spiritual connection. My goal is simply to tell you that there are spiritual connections, and that is something that God is bringing to the body of Christ worldwide. Mm -hmm. So it's a revelation. It's a revealing. It's like somebody turning on the light on your mind, and you have to look at it, and you have to let God talk to you about what is and is not a spiritual connection. We can relate to you what's happened to us, but that is by no means the full gamut of the range that God's going to do with these Exactly. Spiritual connections basically are the way that God was going to unite mankind from the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve were a spiritual connection. And all relationships that would have proceeded from them would have been spiritual connections had sin not entered the world. This is the original way God was going to connect the whole human race. He was going to connect them by his will to certain people that he wanted to, and through that connection, he was going to be connected to them. This is the original way that God was going to do things. Now, we've come to believe that marriage is the fundamental building block of all society, that marriage is, in fact, holy matrimony. But in the beginning, it was not so. In the beginning, it was spiritual connection. Mm -hmm. In whatever form God wanted that to take, whether you were a lover or whether you were merely a friend or somebody that would help somebody for a day, it was God that was going to offer that. God was going to connect you and God was going to then take you and connect you to somebody else. All for his purposes but a blessing, nonetheless, to anybody who experienced it. This was the original. What we have now is a man-made facsimile of something God did way, way back when. And as a man-made thing, it is flawed. People never question the nature of relationships. They never question the fundamental need to have a signed document saying that you can have sex with another person. They never question that you can be connected to somebody by God, and by virtue it is God's Spirit doing it, it is holy no matter what it looks like on the outside. Mm -hmm. And God uses connections. Why? Because when there's unity in the body of Christ, even when two or three are gathered in his name, there is he in the midst. And through that unity, he can do amazing things. He wants to accomplish his will on earth as it is in heaven. And how does he do that? Through spiritual connections. What was Jesus doing when he said, come follow me? It was an instantaneous spiritual connection between the Son of God and those who would be future apostles. In an instant, in a twinkling of an eye, they were changed. Why? Because God was connecting them with the Son of God. 
That is amazing. Mm -hmm. A tax gatherer whose whole life was focused on money left his tax gathering Mm -hmm. table and everything on it to follow Jesus. Why? Spiritual connection. When Jesus said to John at his crucifixion, Behold thy mother. They were spiritually connected because the Son of God wanted his mother taken care of after his death and he knew John would do it. When Jonathan warned David of his father's evil intentions towards him, he was sabotaging his own chance to be king after his father died. But he did so. Why? Because he was connected in the heart, closer than a brother to David, who Mm -hmm. would be the future king. Mm -hmm. Beyond the good feelings they had of camaraderie and brotherly love, God was doing something amazing, something that was going to move the whole nation of Israel closer to what he wanted it to be. When God is connecting you to another person, no matter what it is, we have to know that God has some special purpose in mind. And if we frustrate that, if we deny him the chance to work through us in that unity, we damage the kingdom of God that he wants to create through us. And something that is a hallmark of spiritual connections is when you first meet the person, there's a knowing, there's a recognition that there's something significant about this person in your life. Adam knew that when Eve was brought to him. Exactly. He said, this is the bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. When Isaac went out to find a wife, as soon as he saw Rebecca and she saw him, they knew. Exactly. And they were together forever. Just like you mentioned, Jesus and the disciples. As soon as they met Jesus, they were willing to lay down their nets and their livelihoods and follow him because they knew there was something about their connection with this man. When Jonathan saw David, immediately his spirit was connected to David's spirit and he loved him and he was connected to him for the purposes that God had. So that's a beautiful thing. And those are all stories about how people stay connected to the people they're connected to. But I'm willing to bet that Judas Iscariot also had that connection with Jesus when he met him. Exactly. As soon as he saw him and Jesus called him, he went to be with him. But Judas decided to walk away. And people have the free will to walk away. But we need to remember that even though that can be heartbreaking and discouraging for those of us who want to stay connected to those people and want to do everything in God that God intended from that connection, God will honor you for your faithfulness. I had an experience in the past where the very first time I experienced a spiritual connection and it wasn't romantic or intimate, but it was a very deep connection with someone that was building and growing. And as we were trying to determine what God was doing, we knew that God had a calling on that union for purposes that, that we partially understood, but partially didn't. But there came a point in time when that person couldn't handle it and walked away, determined I, I can't do this. Although that was heart wrenching for me, God knew my heart and my desire to follow him, and he was building in me an understanding about spiritual connections, and he moved me on from that to an even greater spiritual connection that was everything that that one was and more. So I was blessed for my faithfulness, and even though someone else walked away, I was still blessed. And that's what you need to remember. If you are connected to someone and you know it's of God, and the person walks away from it, you will be blessed for your faithfulness. You do need to let people go that want to walk away because God allows them free will and you must allow them free will. But if they choose to walk away and you're wanting to follow God, God will reward you for your faithfulness and God will bring you not a second string, not a second choice, but he will bring you a connection that will be so wonderful that it seems like that was his first choice to begin with. That's just the way that God does things. I really never told anybody this, but 
I was so damaged by the move of God, not what God was doing, but what other people did in his trust to it, that I would not talk about spiritual connections. For about 25, 30 years, wow. I could not bear to open my heart and tell people about what spiritual connection was because it was so painful because of what the church and the church leadership did to me. I couldn't face it. And then God connected me with a woman overseas that became a very good help and encouraged me to open up about spiritual connections. And through our connection, I received a lot of healing, and mm. she did too. She was basically a recluse. She had agoraphobia. She was overweight, and she had a very difficult situation. But through our connection, God healed my heart so that I could start to talk about spiritual connection. He healed her agoraphobia. She lost 80 pounds. Mm -hmm. She began to experience spiritual connections and spiritual experiences beyond her wildest dreams. And it was an amazing thing. And I had never experienced at that time a spiritual connection that was more deep and profound than that. I mean, we literally traveled in the spirit together to different places. And I believe that our spiritual connection was forever, and I still believe it is. I think we'll pick up where we left off in the new heavens and new earth. But she decided, because of circumstances in her life, that she didn't want to go on. And she stopped allowing the Holy Spirit to move through her. And I basically had a fit because I thought that God was doing this. I felt that God wanted to do it. And she just got distracted by the cares and the worries of this mm -hmm, life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Until basically, at one point, God just cut it off. And I couldn't believe he did that. I could not believe God did that. But when he cut it off, he cut it off. And I wondered, how could that be? You know, it's like a disciple walking with Jesus, yeah. deciding, hey, I'm going to go fishing as the Lord goes on with his ministry. How can you do that? But the cares and the worries in this life are really powerful to They're some very people. very powerful, yeah. Over time, they tend to draw people down. And I was devastated. And I'm sure she was devastated too. I don't see how you can walk away from that. How can you have tasted of the powers of the world to come and then just leave it sitting on the roadside? I couldn't. I had to go on. But she didn't want to go on. So what do you do? Well, she has free will. Right. And she decided to go a different path. Now, I believe that God connects people for a certain reason for a certain time. And he can unconnect them when the time is right. Right. And so it's not necessarily that either of us did wrong. But she was there for a certain thing and a certain time. Maybe I assume that it was more or different than God wanted it to be. I believe that when we meet each other on the shores of eternity, everything will be fine. But for now, on this creation, she decided not to go on. Why does God connect us and then somebody not follow through? It's free choice, yeah. free will. And we can choose to follow God or we can choose to go astray. And for me, 
always when I'm connected with somebody, I feel the greater picture. I feel mm-hmm. the thing that, well, God wants to do something. So let's endure the difficulties so that God can have his way because a lot depends on us. I remember I was called to go to another continent and I got connected to another person there. And literally thousands of people in the future, dependent on us, decided to do that difficult thing. And they were blessed in many, many ways that were way beyond that we could possibly imagine at that time. And it's still going on. And it was the most Mm -hmm. ludicrous thing in the world that we would be connected. But because we obeyed, God's will was able to be performed. And people beyond what we could possibly imagine were blessed. And there's churches today that are there that are going on saying, listen here and obey on time in the (laughs) middle of the bush because we said yes. Yeah. A lot depends on spiritual connections. They are the fabric that God is going to use to make the coat of many colors called the body of Christ. They are the thread that God weaves together that binds our hearts and our minds as one. But it's as God leads, not as we wish. Exactly. And as we allow God to unite us, and as we allow God to use us in the special ways he wants to use us, we do his will. His will is on earth accomplished. Mm -hmm. And this is the thing that we have to Bear in mind, even when spiritual connections are difficult, we have to give them the place in our lives that they deserve. I mean, this is God manifest in our flesh. Right. This is God speaking through us. It's God touching through us. It's God seeing through us. It is God feeling the other person's heart through us. We become the manifested sons of God when we allow God to connect us. And we have to cherish that above all things. That's right. One thing we need to make sure we understand is the sovereignty of God. As much as it is possible for us to understand and comprehend the sovereignty of God, the sovereignty of God is such that he is a master chess player. And he's playing chess against somebody who gets to make their own choices on how they're going to move their pieces. But ultimately, God is the master chess player and he's going to win. Whether we move a pawn or a knight or a queen, it doesn't make that much difference to God. He can do what he needs to do to manipulate his pieces so that he can still win the game. So we can't think that there is a plan A in God. And if we don't do plan A, all is lost and everything is going to be second rate from there on out, because that's not the way God works. When Jesus called the rich young ruler to come and follow him, and the rich young ruler said no, It's not like the next person that came along, Jesus said, well, you're not that guy. I really wish you were that guy, but you'll do. If we step into something that God has had to rearrange because of people's free will, that doesn't mean that we are the second choice or the third choice. And if God brings someone into your life because someone else walked away, that doesn't mean that this person is a second choice. Because the way that God can do things is as if he intended this person to be the first choice all along. And... What we learn from our experiences with others in spiritual connections especially is so vital, and it helps us so much to understand when the next one comes along. Maybe God's intention was for that spiritual connection to continue for the rest of your life on this earth, and that person walked away. God can still 
bring the next person into your life and connect you to somebody else to make something that seems like it's the first choice. That's how beautiful and satisfying it is. I have been in relationship with some women that has been difficult. And I believe that God called me to be near these women and to be connected to these women, but there's just been some things that have been making it very difficult. And as I've been trying to follow God, He's been leading me to just trust Him, follow Him, not resist what the things were happening and just accept that God has a plan. And in the meantime, he's brought another woman into my life who, from the first time I met her, there was something special about her. And she's a woman who had the teaching job that I had before I had it. And so she's a mentor and she's a friend. And there's been some things that have come up in my life related to my teaching job recently. And she has been so close and so helpful and so encouraging. In fact, At one point this week, she texted me and asked me, how are you feeling about this situation? And I wrote this big, long paragraph in response, telling her exactly how I felt. And she said, that is exactly what I thought you were feeling. There is such a connection between us now that she can sense what I'm feeling. I can sense what she's feeling. She's an encouragement. She is a manifestation of God to me in that area of my life. Now, that's something that I had to be willing to let go of everything around me and move on with what God was doing in my life to be able to experience. But she is in a place where she needs to be perfectly sent by God as a connection. And I knew that from the first time that I met her. That's the thing that is significant about the connections. Like we've said, you know when you first meet them. There's something significant about this person in our life. Jesus ministered to his own people in Nazareth. These people were probably relatives. They were definitely friends, people that he grew up with. And when he tried to minister to them, they didn't want it. Scripture says he could only do a few miracles because of their unbelief. And so he had to walk away from Nazareth and move on. Now, that must have been heartbreaking for him. These were his friends. These were the people he knew he grew up with, and he wanted to have that deep connection with them. He wanted to experience the fullness of God with them, but they chose not. And so he moved on. And when he moved on, he developed friendships and deep, close relationships with people that were even deeper than the ones that he had with the people in Nazareth. Even though they were his friends and family, God moved him on to a place where there were new friends and new family connected by God. And you've got to know that his relationships and his friendships with his disciples were richer and deeper and more satisfying than his friends and family from Nazareth. So even though it was sad because he really did want to have that connection and that deep spiritual experience with the people from Nazareth, when they chose not, God replaced them and moved him on to a greater thing. God will always bless your faithfulness for obeying him. And if you are pursuing God and you know that spiritual connections is something that he has for you and somebody that you know he's connected you to decides to walk away, you can be encouraged He will bless you, and He will bring other people into your life that will meet the need that you have. Spiritual union with other individuals of the body of Christ is where the whole first century church was headed. First, it got saved, and then at the day of Pentecost, it got spirit-filled. And then they got divine love, and they got the Holy Spirit baptism Mm -hmm. at the same time. That's why they had all things in common. It's not because it was a good doctrine. It's that nobody wanted to leave anybody. Right. And they said, well, how are we going to do this? We still got to eat. And those who had properties, those that had houses that they didn't need, they went and sold them, laid the money at the apostles' feet, and they distributed to everybody as they had need. It was simply a response to the outpouring of divine love, the tabernacle blessing in the first century church. This is why John always talks about love. Mm -hmm. You can't 
get off the topic because that's what he's feeling by the Spirit for those that are around him. This is why there is unity in the body of Christ, because there is one Spirit, and that one Spirit is a God of love. And so the love of God manifested through them to each other, and they were all of one heart and of mind, and they were incredibly powerful. Now, the devil's response to this was persecution by the Pharisees, which led to persecution by Rome. And for the next two centuries, the church was forced literally underground into the catacombs, into places that the Roman superstition viewed as death, and they would not go there. And so the Christians were forced into these places, and they remained Christians, and they remained going into the unity of the faith through the bonds of love underground Mm -hmm. in the catacombs until finally they had grown so powerful in the Constantine Empire, he declared Christianity the state religion of the Roman Empire. It was a move of tabernacles that took place unseen to the naked eye that brought down Rome that tried to persecute them. And this is what God was going for in the beginning of the first century church. And now at the end of the church age, this is what God's going for again. He is bringing the unity of the faith through the bonds of love and peace through a spiritual experience of tabernacles. And this tabernacle blessing, which is the love of God shed in your heart and to each other, is what Connections is all about. Right. This is the unity of the faith because we have a unity of experience. Because we know one God, we believe one thing. And this is what has happened. When God is connecting you to another individual in the body of Christ, he is fitly joining you with that part of the body of Christ that you will supply what it needs. And because it is God's will that you be joined with that part of the body of Christ, it supplies what you need. And together we are built up into a healthy body of Christ that can do the work of the ministry. And though there is a halo effect of love and satisfaction and incredible fulfillment through spiritual connections, that is not the main deal Mm -mm. that God's going for. He's trying to bring his kingdom of heaven to earth through you. And thus, we must give it the importance that God gives it. Because his will being done on earth is the reason that we're here. Right. And when he can no longer accomplish his will on earth through us, you get raptured. He takes his Holy Spirit from the earth, and because his Holy Spirit lives in you, he takes you too. That's why you go to meet him in the clouds. When he leaves, you go. If somebody decides not to heed the call of God, like the rich young ruler, or like Judas Iscariot, or anybody else that said no to Jesus, it is their choice. It is a very Mm -hmm. poor choice. But God is not left without. Exactly. They decided not to, so there'll be somebody who decides to do it. And that will be the one that God connects you with. Mm -hmm. Now, you will feel horrible that that person left. You will feel the loss that God feels about that connection, everything that would have been done through that connection that won't be done now. 
you will just feel this this incredible sense of sorrow. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure Jesus felt that, knowing that Judas betrayed him with a kiss. But God is not left without a means to accomplish his will. Exactly. God will call another. Mm-hmm. You'll be connected to mm-hmm. another. And it will be just as satisfying, most likely more satisfying, because God wants to bless you for your faithfulness. Yes. And like I say, this is revelation. Yeah. This is not a systematic, categorized, collated teaching that tells you what you can and cannot do. Spiritual connections are a interface from God above with another person on earth. And they're all different. Some are for ministry. Some are for friendship. Some are just for meeting somebody else's need. Yeah. You know, some people just lead you to listen with unlimited patience. <laughs> and you can't do that unless God's in you listening through you. Right. Some people need to be held because there's been something happening in their life. And then they, they need a hug. So you let God hug through you. Mm-hmm. You know, some people need a mate. And if God decides that you should fulfill that need, you fulfill that need. Now, when it's a mate, all the things that come with that go with it. It's not mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm just going to mate with you for today and I'm going to leave you tomorrow. Yeah, no. exactly. No, when you mate, you mate forever. That's a lifetime commitment. It's a mate, yeah. It's a lifetime commitment. It's not like spiritual connections are somehow less than marriage. No. I mean, they're the original exactly. relationship. Exactly. And they far exceed mm-hmm. everything that marriage is. And if God leads you to do that, then you just commit to them forever, and Mm -hmm. that's the way it is. But still, even in that situation, people can say no. They can, yeah. And we're in a warfare. We're in a battle. There are casualties. And sometimes people are weaker than they think. And sometimes they make wrong decisions. And sometimes they go against God's will. And they have moments of weakness. And... God lets them go. It's just like Israel. Most of the people that came out of Israel didn't make it to the promised land. Mm. Although God said he would deliver his people and give them that land. Most of the people that went into the promised land were born in the wilderness. They're the people that were the children and the new generation rose up that was Israel that went in and possessed the promise of God. God still had his will performed. But who did it was open to question. Mm -hmm. And what determined who would do God's will is who would listen to his voice. Exactly, and who believed and who would obey. Yeah. Exactly. I really think this is a timely message because Michael and I were actually talking yesterday as we were driving around. We were talking about past connections that we had had God had moved us on and what those people were doing now. And and then we came back and saw the comment somebody had written in about this very thing. What happens if somebody doesn't commit? We need to remember that spiritual connections are a manifestation of something heavenly on earth. And in our experiences, Michael and mine, the people that have walked away seemingly have walked away because of cares and concerns of this world. And that's something that Jesus warned about in many parables. The cares and concerns of this world can choke out the things of God. And it's not just choking out how many times you go to church or how often you read the Bible or whether or not you pay your tithes. I don't believe those are the things that God was talking about. I think what Jesus was saying was that the cares and concerns of this world keep our eyes focused on this world when our eyes need to be on things above. 
And when our eyes are set on things above, and we're pursuing things above, and we're wanting from God everything He wants to give us, we'll be experiencing amazing things in God, and one of which will most likely be spiritual connections. But if we allow the cares and concerns of this world to overpower that, it can choke it out. We need to understand that what we are experiencing in spiritual connections is not of this earth. Consequently, you have a relationship with someone when you meet someone and you make eye contact and you think, do I know you? I don't know. It sure seems like I know you. And you can't put a definition on the relationship because it doesn't fit into an earthly box because it's a spiritual heavenly experience. The cares and concerns of this world can easily choke it out if we don't stay heavenly minded because this is not an earthly thing. Spiritual connections are not born of this earth. They're born of God for the purposes of bringing a manifestation of God to the earth. And so we, we need to caution against allowing the cares and concerns of this world to overpower it. Don't try to fit your spiritual connections into an earthly box, and don't let your spiritual connections that you know are from God be determined and overly affected by everything around you. Because a lot of people and situations are not going to like what happens when God does spiritual connections because they don't fit. But if you obey God and follow Him, you will be blessed by your obedience. It's not righteousness by formula. It's righteousness through an experience with a person who is righteous. Hmm. As we get to know Him, we become like Him. And He connected with everybody. There is no place He went that people didn't follow Him. Why? Because they were connected to Him. Some were there for the loaves and fishes, but those who were actual disciples, which were many, were there because they personally connected with him. And he connected with them. And he allowed himself to connect with many, many people, even though he knew that so many would forsake him. In fact, the only one that was with him to the end was John. Even Peter denied him thrice. But Peter came back afterwards, greatly chastened, greatly ashamed. But he came back, and he did the Father's will after the fact. So even though your connection doesn't continue with them, it doesn't mean that you won't be connected eventually. Right. Either in this world or the world to come. Mm -hmm. I believe that connections and the bonds that we form in this world through the Holy Spirit are basically the only thing that really survives Mm -hmm. into the Mm -hmm. new creation. And even the ones that walk away on earth, I believe, will be reconnected to in heaven. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're in a war. People get hurt. Mm -hmm. People get lost. Missing in action. I guess that's what you'd call them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's sorrowful. You know, your friend dies. You you feel bad. And if somebody leaves you, you feel bad. Don't beat yourself up because you're emotional. That is an emotional thing. Yeah. There is sorrow when somebody leaves the fold. But what you do is you trust God. You trust the judge of the whole earth to do right mm-hmm. by them. And you go on with what God exactly. called you to do. Exactly. You know, I've had my heart broken and my spirit broken so many times by people that I've allowed myself to be connected to. And it's very difficult not to go back and say, oh, I wish I wouldn't have done that. You know, now I wouldn't feel so bad. But you can't do that no. because God still accomplished what he wanted to do in the time that you were together. Exactly. And the fact that it didn't work out as well as you hoped long term doesn't mean that God didn't get to accomplish 
his purpose in that connection. To be like Jesus, you have to be willing to be opened and willing to be hurt. That's right. That's going to come with the territory. Yeah, you can't avoid it because mm-hmm. we live in an imperfect world filled with imperfect people who make imperfect choices. I wish they would make better choices. I wish I would have made better yeah. choices. You know, I think I could have done things better too. But the main thing is that we allow God to accomplish his will through Mm -hmm. our lives. And therefore, I still open myself up to connections. I closed myself down for like 25, 30 years because I could not handle the hurt. I mean, Mm -hmm. I was connected to six or seven people when the church just shut me down, kicked me out, and nobody would talk to me, not even those people that told me they loved me by the love of God. And that hurt so badly that I wouldn't even talk about connections. And it took a connection to open me up again. And then look at all the connections that God has allowed to come back into your life since that time. Because you're open to connections, again, you've had many more connections since that. Exactly. And whether or not I open myself to be disappointed or hurt my heart or whatever in the future, I'm willing to do that because that's what Jesus did to save all of mankind. If I'm going to be like my Savior, I'm going to do the same. And that's my desire, is to serve him with all my heart. You know, Jesus died with his arms open wide. He died exposed. Yeah, that's right. He died vulnerable vulnerable to the whole human race that some might be saved. Can I do less? I've got to do my part. There is no way I'll ever come even a shadow of what he was. But in my little way, in my little corner of God's kingdom, I want my garden to be in order. I want those that God connects me to to be nourished and to be fed Mm. and to be loved. That's what I can do. And if I do that, and several billion other people do that, then the kingdom of God will come for a time on this earth as it is in heaven. That's right. When we're with spiritual connections and we have a loss because someone walks away, the sorrow that we feel is not just our own personal sorrow. The sorrow that we feel is the godly sorrow because God has done something and when they walk away, he feels hurt. And because his love for that person is flowing through us, that's what that connection is, is his love. Part of that love is the sorrow and the heartbreak when they walk away. But the good thing about that is that when it is God's sorrow, you also receive God's comfort. And God will carry you through it. If you allow yourself to be open, open your heart to people and allow yourself to be connected. If they do walk away, you'll feel the godly sorrow, but you're with God in that. And God will bring you his comfort and he will heal you and he will bring to you another person or people that will connect to you that he can flow through. So there's, it's always a win-win. Even though there's heartbreak, we're in a broken world, we're in a world where people are allowed to make their own choices, and sometimes other people's choices hurt us deeply. But we have God on our side when we're walking with Him and obeying Him, and when we're wanting everything for us that He wants, He's with us, and He's on our side, and there is blessing in our lives in store for us. In conclusion... Spiritual Connections is the move of God that is coming upon the Christian church worldwide. And the Christian church has been set up by the devil to reject the love of God. And those forerunners that are feeling divine connections with people are going to be persecuted. And it's going to be a rocky road. 
God will give us grace. There's always a way through if God calls us to go there. If you personally begin to experience spiritual connection, know that it is a ministry. It is no less a ministry than if you were called to go and minister to a remote tribe in Nambia. It is a calling yes. of God, yes. sacred and holy, between you and your Heavenly Father. And you need to treat it like that. It is a commitment to another part of the body of Christ at the behest of the Holy Spirit. And God says, go. And you say, I'm here. I'll go. Right. But then you commit to doing what God says. You don't back off of the calling of God because it gets difficult. You stay the course. You plow straight because your eyes are fixed ahead of you. You do the work of the ministry in this regard so that the ministry will produce the fruit of the Spirit in your life, in the life of the connection, Mm -hmm. and you do not back off of that. It is no less important than saying yes to the Holy Spirit. You said yes to the Holy Spirit, you spoke in tongues. You say yes to the Holy Spirit, you love as God loves. And you don't do less because it gets difficult. You know, this is the the bottom line of this thing. You know, when I am connected to another person, I have this overwhelming feeling that this is bigger than me. That what God wants to accomplished through the connection that I have with the person is so important that I need to stay the course because I have no idea what God really wants to accomplish. Right. And I can't back off unless he tells me the back right, off. Right, exactly. And that's the key. As much as it depends on you, you stay the course, you follow, you stay committed. Just as you know in your spirit when God connects you to someone, you'll know in your spirit when God is saying, let that person go. Exactly. And you can actually sense the connection breaking and separating, and you don't sense the people the way that you used to because God has broken that connection. But as much as it depends on you, you stay the course and you stay committed. But when God says move on, trust him, and you can let that person go, and you can move on and open yourself up and open your heart and your life up to who else God may bring to you because there's always good in store for you, and God will bless your faithfulness for staying the course and staying committed. And then when he says you need to move on, then you move on and trust that he has blessing in store for you. Exactly. Well, I think that's about all the time that we have on God's Love Club today. If you have been blessed, play it forward to somebody else. Take this link of this message and give it to somebody that you know can benefit from it. This is how we grow Mm -hmm. the body of Christ. We let God's revelation flow throughout the many members of the church. And you know people that I will never meet. You know their individual needs and where they're at right now and who would benefit and who would be blessed. And so do your part. You never know what will happen if you're faithful to do God's will in the moment that God tells you to do it. So that's what I would ask for you to do. You know, obviously this has touched you because you've made it this far in this podcast. Mm -hmm. So play it forward. Let somebody else be blessed as you've been blessed and let's grow together and be united by the Spirit of Christ in us. Right. In Jesus' name. Amen. And if you want more information about spiritual connections, about tabernacles, visit us on thefinalfeast.com. You can connect with us on Facebook at God's Love Club. If you have questions, comments, things that you want to 
add to what we're saying, questions that you have, we would love to hear from you. Also, you can go to our YouTube channel, which is God's Love Club, and we have some new videos that we're putting up regularly. We have a video about spiritual connections. We have a video about what Tabernacles is. There's more information there to help you and encourage you, because we know that you who are listening to this are experiencing some things in God that aren't common, and they're not standard, and you're not alone. And we love you, and we want to encourage you to connect with God and do everything that He asks you to do. Amen. Thank you for listening to us today. We mm. value you and we know that you are somebody who really hungers and thirsts after Jesus Christ. And our reward is that you be connected to Jesus That's Christ. That's right. Absolutely. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Have a great week. You're a blessed person. Mm-hmm. Everything's going to go wonderful That's for you. That's right. And God's going to lead and guide you in all you do. And you will be blessed. You will be blessed. This is Michael and Christy. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.